Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of IRL Horror. I'm your host, FuXO, and today we are talking about a case that will make you want to toss your laptop and smartphone right out the window. I don't know about you, but when I was 12, I liked to do typical preteen stuff. I went to the mall with my friends, had sleepovers, and loved to do things like go to those cheap Tuesday movie nights at the theater. Actually, do they even still do that? I might be showing my age here. Anyway, I was never in any kind of real drama or anything like that. I, I had just moved and had some trouble making friends, and... There was even a little bit of bullying towards me, but it was about that time that I I settled with a group of people and we just enjoyed our time together. And while I was watching horror movies in theater, I could have never imagined something so scary happening to me in real life. But that wasn't the case for two preteen girls in Leander, Texas in 2014. What would you do if your accounts were being hacked constantly? and you were being messaged about the things you were saying and wearing in the privacy of your own home, even when no one else was around. Especially as a 12-year-old. Creepy, right? Well, it gets worse. What would you do if you were then told that there was a man in your attic, and that's how they knew everything going on in your home, telling all this stuff to someone else who was then tormenting you and your friend? That's insane, right? something straight out of a movie or a horror story. It's like when they trace the call from the killer and it's coming from inside your house. Level scary. I think to get to the bottom of this, though, we need to start from the beginning. As a disclaimer, I will be using the children's real names because they are living and are now young adults. Although they and their parents have spoken about their experiences publicly, it feels more right to me to keep them anonymous while recounting the events. Alright, so... These two girls moved to a new school and become friends. They were settling in, found a group of friends, and were apparently doing quite well, as resilient young women do. We'll call them Sam and Sarah, just to make the story easier to follow. At some point, one of the other students who reportedly tends to go between different friend groups befriended the girl's group of friends, but left a short while later. We'll call her Jane. It was after this happened that Sam started getting strange messages from Jane, saying that she was jealous of Sam's boyfriend and that she was going to kill herself. These messages happened both in person and on the messaging app Kick. So they did know where these messages were coming from. That was not something that they had to figure out because it was coming straight from the source in person. It's unclear to me whether or not Jane was referring to being jealous because she liked Sam's boyfriend, she liked Sam, or she was just jealous that they were no longer in the same friend group. I have my suspicions about which, but you'll likely be able to gather which as we keep going. On February 23rd, the first hacking of one of their accounts was noticed. It was obvious because there was a post made on Sarah's Instagram account with a picture of Jeff the Killer and a caption that read, Go to sleep. I hope you lose all your followers, Sarah. You stole Sam from me. If you're unfamiliar with the Jeff the Killer meme, it's a quite unsettling close-up picture of a, a pale white face with no nose, 
black rimmed beady eyes and a wide red smile. The story behind the picture is not exactly known, but the stories I've come across, people attributing to its backstory, are all creepy and horrible. There are also some creepy pastas, which, if you aren't familiar, are short horror stories posted online, some made about Jeff the Killer. In both versions of the creepypasta I've seen, Jeff the Killer is a young serial killer. One story says he is burned by bullies and goes mad after seeing his burned and disfigured face. The origin of the actual picture is unknown, but many people believe it's a photoshopped picture of a young woman said to have committed suicide after being bullied. I'm not sure if the picture was intended to be a threat or ominous in its meaning. Was it picked because of the creepypasta or because of the tragic suspected story behind the picture? I don't know, but I'm going to lean towards yes because why that particular picture otherwise? At this point, both Sarah and her mother commented on the post to try to get her account back. Her mother threatened to go to the police. In response, all the pictures were deleted except for the Jeff the Killer post. It is alleged that Jane then changed her Instagram bio to Sam and Sarah suck and started changing the emails associated with Sam's account to things like Jane hacked your bitch ass at Gmail. Now, I need to add that this is all being done with incredibly poor spelling and grammar, and the proofreader in me is just, I hate it, but there is something to be said about the poor use of it all, and it just makes it that much more creepy. Like, they're not old enough to figure out the difference between there, there, or there, but they're hacking into people's accounts and being malicious to this extent. It's just crazy to me. I actually know from experience that the police can be quite limited to pursuing online-related crimes. Not that they can't or don't catch things that happen online, but there are instances that are more difficult for them to do something about. This can be for various reasons, such as whoever you're reporting to not being aware of the technology or sites involved, or the laws not having caught up with the times. When the police were brought into the equation, there wasn't much they could do here, according to reports. It seems as though they were looking into what they could, though. According to one report I read, the police said that they did subpoena the IP address from Instagram, but have never heard anything back. I've continued to dig, and I haven't been able to find much posted about this case after these reports came out, so it's unclear to me whether or not they ever did hear back about this particular thing. The messages kept coming, for months. The school was divided, parents worried, and all the attention was on these girls. Jane insisted she was innocent, and there was apparently some old messages from before the girls even moved that suggested Jane was being targeted by a bully herself. All the girls were separated from their phones, and people were still receiving messages. It was happening while they were asleep, and even when the police took Jane's phones, yes, phones, as in plural, it was then that Jane's parents decided to have her change schools. With her leaving, the harassment only got worse. Sam and Sarah's mom's wireless networks and social media accounts began having issues, their accounts also being hacked and strange people on their Wi-Fi networks. Sam's mom is a mom blogger who also found multiple attempts to log into the control panel of her website because apparently it's super important to hack into a mom blog to do whatever. From what I can see, they didn't actually manage to get in and if they did, I'm not finding any reports on what was done. So it seems as though they failed that one. This hacker was getting serious. 
and wasn't limiting themselves to just the girls anymore. Getting understandably scared, the moms did what they could to figure out what was happening to their families. They did things like talk to spy stores, have their phones and computers checked, had a company sweep for the house for bugs, and even installed cameras. When the cameras were installed, within minutes, they received another message saying that the cameras were a nice try, but not good enough. They must have felt like they were constantly being watched by an unknown presence. I can't even imagine how frustrating and scary that must be. To know someone is messing with you in such an invasive way and not be able to identify it or do anything about it. They did things like buy multiple new phones and were finding viruses all over their hardware. They'd buy a new computer and days later it too would have strange files and a VPN connected that they never put on. The parents attempted to escalate the case so law enforcement more tech-savvy and capable of handling these crimes, and while it did reach the right people, their hands were tied when local police refused their assistance. Meanwhile, the threats were becoming more serious. The girls reported that they were doing homework together one day and listening to music when they got a message telling them that they were doing exactly what they were doing. They decided to go outside, I guess to see if they could see anything, reportedly leaving their phones inside. When they got out, they spotted a white truck driving away. When they checked their phones again, they supposedly had messages saying that that was Jane inside the white truck and she's going to eat now. The moms of the two girls decided enough was enough and they needed to protect them. They managed to make a plan without the use of their own technology, without their daughter's knowledge, and without speaking in their homes as to not be overheard to send their daughters out of state to keep them safe for the time being. And that's pretty much where I was left off. This happened in 2014, or at least that's when the news reports were coming out. The last crumb I was able to find was that they were waiting for the IP addresses to be subpoenaed from Instagram, and that the moms were pretty sure that they were just going to come back as their own IP addresses because their stuff was being taken over. The harassment seemingly stopped at this point, if it continued, I can't find anything more about it. Now, they have been calling this bullying, but really, this is way beyond that. This is straight harassment and stalking. Here's the real question, though. Could a 12-year-old even be capable of something like this? If she is involved, was someone older helping her? Who was this person and why? At one point, the person doing this said there was a man in one of the girls' attics spying on them and that's how they were able to know everything said and what they were wearing in their own homes. There was another time they found Sarah's phone logged into Jane's Instagram account. Apparently, they assumed it as proof that Jane was the one using their daughter's phone, but I'm not sure why Jane would log into her own account remotely on someone else's phone, unless that in itself is the point. It sounds to me like it could also suggest that Sarah was involved. Could Sam or Sarah have been involved? How were the messages still being sent when Sam, Sarah, and Jane were all away from their phones? I'm sure there's some sort of program that would allow you to schedule messages. I would also think that there's ways to do this from computers and not just phones. It seems like everyone was just assuming phones because apps were being used. But you can certainly use apps on computers. Even apps you're not supposed to be able to use on computers properly. There's ways around that that I've heard of. And I'm certainly no tech expert, but... Something just doesn't add up here to me. 
There was another instance when Sarah wondered if they should be going to school to their mom among the creepy, insistent messages. And the mom said it should be fine as long as they weren't saying that they were going to hurt them. And 15 minutes later, the girl has a message saying just that, including that Jane is on her account and she's going to make everyone hate them if they don't go kill themselves. Either someone was listening in or someone in the home made that message happen. When Sam's mom decided to go public about their experiences via her mom blog, other mom bloggers and readers jumped on board wanting to help. Except some of that turned into bullying and harassment of a 12-year-old Jane, which is ridiculous behavior for adults. I've tried to go see Sam's mom blog to read what she had said from her perspective to see what sparked all of this, and it seems like her website is no longer up. I've tried to access it throughout this research, and an error always comes up. When researching online for her website, her Facebook page for her blog comes up, the last posts on that being from early 2020. So I attempted her YouTube channel, but that isn't active either, and it doesn't look like she has anything up about any of these events. I hit a dead end there. I bring this up because I thought it was important to see what she was posting, since there were some skeptics and some theories that this was all a publicity stunt of some sort. Now, she denies this and wonders what she really would gain from any of it. But I don't know. I'll let you guys decide what you think about that. Regardless of who was behind it or what was really happening, there is no denying this is incredibly scary. There was some first serious, creepy NSA-like spying happening here, and... It's all just so wrong on so many levels. I'd also like to know who has the time for this level of spying or this much energy, seriously. I wish I had a better, more satisfying ending to this. There just isn't one, though. No real answers that I could find. It looks like they were waiting for that subpoena and perhaps it came back as being their own IP and no one was able to help any more than that because of it. In fact, while researching, I was having trouble even finding articles about this. Some articles would list their sources, and that when I'd go click on those sources, they don't exist anymore. It's strange to me that so much of this has just vanished online. I suppose it adds to the mystery of it all. The why and who really is something I guess we will never know. Was it Jane? Did she have some sort of obsessive crush that turned into stalking and harassment? Was she just angry they weren't friends anymore? Or could it have been Sam and Sarah? Both of them or just one of them? Did they just want popularity or fame? Attention from people and their parents? To cause Jane problems? Or was it someone else? Someone older? Either someone involved in the story somehow or some unknown person? And to what end? What did they want to accomplish with all of this? Whatever the case... I hope it stopped, and I hope they're all well. I hope their story is able to help someone else and bring to light what people are capable of. It's important to protect yourself. Cyberstalking and stalking in general isn't something to be taken lightly. Please be careful online. I shouldn't have to say that behavior like this just isn't acceptable. The Kingston, Ontario Police website suggests keeping your personal information private, which includes your name, work, where your children or you go to school, they also say that if you happen to be a victim, do not get rid of any evidence. Keep any messages to aid in the case. 
I think it's also important that you do your best to learn about ways to protect your network and devices. To at the very least, know what it all means. We live in a time where internet is life. So, dear listeners, I will leave you with this until next time. Stay spooky, and please, stay safe. Thanks for listening.